for me personally, like I really know what shapes suit me and what I like and don't like. So I have quite firm ideas, I guess, on what I don't like, but I still think going in with an open mind is important. But researching your brands before you go into a store is, I think, probably the most important thing with all the tools like Instagram and, you know, websites and Pinterest available. I think, you know, if you really detest a soft romantic look, then probably don't go and book an appointment with that brand, you know, because essentially you could be going to someone, you know, if you find a brand online that you really love, they're probably going to have options or different options or different styles or looks within an aesthetic that you really like. And I think focusing down on some three to four different brands that you think are right for you and then going in there going, look, I've seen this, but I'm open-minded. You know, the stylists that work within our bridal stores, they really, you know, they've seen the gowns on a lot of different shapes and bodies and they often will have a stylist pick that might be a bit outside what you originally thought and you might try it on and it does happen a lot where they go, I never thought that I would go for a full skirt and next minute they're, you know, twirling around in a full skirt, loving themselves thick. The You and Me podcast is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. This episode spotlights wedding industry expert Kaya Scott, founder and creative director of One Day Bridal and chosen by One Day. I'm Laura from Wonderlust Creative, a bespoke wedding and event planning company that specialises in creating unique and personal events. And I'm Andy, the owner of the Bridal Journey Instagram and the owner of the Bridal Journey Shop. This conversation won't disappoint those who are about to embark on finding the right dress. So here's Kaya, let's dive on in. So Kaya, thanks so much for um, doing this today. Um, We're really excited interviewing you and hearing about One Day Bridal and all your other ventures. We actually worked together at Sassambide at Chadston many, many years ago. The good old chatty days. Yeah, I think everywhere. Restore. Yeah, I think um, you were my manager at some point or... Yeah, probably. I passed that back in the day when we had to wear, um, you know, those sharp toothed necklace necklaces <laughs> do you remember them I do we were like we thought well I still think we were pretty cool but we did think we were so cool but then like as soon as we removed ourselves from that shop for people must have wondered what the hell we were wearing <laughs> <laughs> I remember like walking down Chadston remember how Sassenbide had those um like silver metal plate belts and it had like the chain that kind of clipped through and the the tooth necklace, like that was a big statement of mine, as well as I had this like orange cape that was like fully sequined. I mean, it's outrageous <laughs> and I loved it and I still love the pieces and I still love them as a brand. But it was, um, yeah, we were out there, but it was so engaged in the brand, I think, and it was such a club and there's so many friendships and that I still have from that time. Yeah. It was incredible. So, but they were the good days. And there I started One Day Bridal. Do you think that um, working at Sassenbide kind of shaped, you know, kind of like the one-day bridal aesthetic? Like did you grab certain things from like Sassenbide that you could perhaps use, you know? I definitely think it was for me um, previously to Sassenbide, which I'm not sure if you knew, but I was a police officer, which is obviously really different um, industry and so coming into Sassenbide kind of introduced reintroduced me because as a teenager I'd worked in retail but reintroduced me into that sort of brand story and 
engagement and also it just taught me a lot about what it is like to work for someone that really knows what they stand for and also has a really strong aesthetic and knows what who their customer is and I think that's Sassenbai did that really well from um, a training point of view with their staff um, but also with obviously their product as well um, their marketing so I think you know observing that just on the shop floor and, and living and breathing it it really taught me a lot about what it is what is important about having a strong brand and what you really need to stand for and staying true to yourself and being original. That's it. And I mean, who will have confidence in your brand if you don't have confidence in your brand, right? Like you are its biggest advocate and you are its biggest supporter at the very beginning. So, you know, I reckon coming from a non-Sassambide background, that's probably one of the things that you remember. Mm, First, walking through Chadston is that like they, it didn't matter how, far out or wild what they were what you were wearing at the time you wore it with confidence and that is why everybody else wanted to wear it too so exactly you know, confidence in your own brand is so important oh so important and I think also like you said you have to have when you start a business or a brand particularly in fashion and in the industry it's such a tough category to survive in that you really do have to have this undeniable belief in what you're doing and just so resilient and so optimistic about where you're going and what you're doing. So, and I think that's definitely what Sass and Bide taught me. And when I started One Day Bridal, in the wedding industry particularly, there wasn't much happening. It was, you know, that's how the whole concept came about was I got engaged and got married and couldn't find a gown and didn't really enjoy the process and everything felt really stale. And it was like, this is, you know, this is the one day I hadn't dreamed of it as a kid, but as when I did get engaged, I got really excited about it. And there was special memories, like even just going shopping with mum and stuff, you know, moments that I knew that I would hold on to for a long time and they didn't feel special. And I, I thought that was a real shame and a real missed opportunity. Best way to form a business, isn't it? You know that there is something missing and you are going to be at solution. Exactly. And I think especially when you've experienced it yourself and you know what it Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 where it all began and it, it was a you know, any I think so I'm so glad I went into it with a actually being really naive <laughs> um to the industry and not someone that had, you know, form been formally trained or had really um technical background. Like it all came from experience and learning you know, from people in the industry and then going, well, what about if we, you know, at the beginning of the business, what if we tried doing it this way or can we do it this way? And so that's the whole, how the business has evolved over the past. It's like, it's been very non-traditional. I think that's what adds to your authenticity though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's just, it's the honest approach to um, how you go about creating your styles and your designs and you know I think that really adds that's one of the reasons that I know that you know I follow you because it's very real and it's very raw and I think that that's you know that's when there's so much fluff in this industry as it is at the minute and there's so much like gray area it's when that um, you know when the simplistic ideas kind of stand out I think it's really important but we generally start our podcasts with a little bit of a hit list. So I'm just going to 
dial back a little bit um, and just ask you with ISO, even though when you have children, it's not um, indulgent, right? (laughs) (laughs) As it could be when you don't, but have you had any downtime and have you got any recommendations for us that you've been indulging in that we can pass on and have a look at ourselves? So in ISO and during this COVID period, I mean, I feel like that at the beginning when we had so much uncertainty, we were just racing ahead to kind of plan and work out, you know, what would it look like if we were shut down for this long? What would it look like if we weddings don't come back until, you know, mid next year? What happens if travel you know, doesn't return for 24 months. So we sort of did all this strategy planning and scenario planning, which really helped later on in the process because we had solutions for sort of every situation. But it was like the hardest I've ever worked in my life, I think. And as you girls know, but the audience probably doesn't, I'm eight months pregnant now. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to cope with this. Can I do a baby, a pregnancy, having a kid at home, homeschooling, COVID and a business? But you know, fortunately, I have an incredible team that really banded together and we worked every night, every morning, every day. And it was a real testament to them and their dedication to the brand and the business because then it made it easier. And we actually did then have a two week um, sort of annual leave for the whole business where we all took off some time. And that was good to just regroup and rethink and gain inspiration and use it for creativity. I think it's really good when you're sort of not thinking about what you need to create it's kind of when naturally ideas and yeah concepts and strategies or you know new products or all of those or how can we just do things differently again that's a question that we are constantly asking ourselves is like how can we do this differently or you know what's the norm and does it work and should it be looked at differently what's the industry looking for like I think it really has changed and I think from COVID it'll change again because people's ideals of weddings or what they can afford or what they want to do or the importance of them will constantly change now and it's a different so we use that time to sort of rethink and regroup and then now we're kind of in that rebuild sort of um, stage where we're just sort of it's slowly coming back it's definitely not where it was but I can feel the momentum starting to pick up again and and really excitingly that brides are getting excited for their days again because it was that horrible thing where we were speaking to clients and particularly my um, bespoke clients where there was disappointment whereas now I think there's excitement again which is definitely the tide has turned a little bit I think I feel that too yeah I know and it's slowly you you obviously you want everyone to be safe first and foremost but to know that by the end of the year there will be weddings with 100 people inside like that's Mm. such great news for you know for, for the wedding community I guess Great. Um, so with One Day Bridal, um, I know that you've got um, some other business going on the side. Could you explain a little bit more about them? So your, your curve and... Um, oh, yeah, just sort of yeah. the categories that we play in a little bit. So, yeah. Um, you know, we we have curve or we call it an extended size range now, which is really exciting. And that's because we, you know, one of our brand values is diversity and inclusivity. And I just think, you know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have worry or concern that you're going to walk into a bridal store and there's only going to be a small size or a, you know, model size sample to try on. You should feel comfortable and confident that no matter what your body shape or size is, is that there's something there for you. 
Mm-hmm. So that's we developed Curve and that's been, you know, I love it. I'm a curvier girl. So it really speaks true to me as well. And that's something that we're constantly evolving and developing. And I just finished the range for October and it looks incredible. I'm really excited about it. I know. I always get excited about the stuff that's coming up and forget that there's stuff that's just been released. It's... Yeah. Because <laughs> you have, you've just released a new collection. I know, we just released a new collection, but this is what happens when you're always creative. You're always looking to the next thing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I need to learn to stop and really enjoy what we've just developed. But then usually when you've developed or released a collection, you've already been working on it for sort of 12 to 18 months. So absolutely so it's in your mind it's released it's done and you're on to the next thing exactly like we were already halfway through development of the next one but I need to remember that that's not everybody knows that (laughs) and then product offering which is you know our jackets and customizable robes and jackets and jewelry that we're at the moment we're sort of going through our jewelry and and making that more of a um I guess a staple within our product range we've sort of tried and tested it and now we're like no let's give it a really good crack we've developed some beautiful new packaging and we're running a campaign later in the year which is going to be really exciting as well had you always thought that you would be including accessories into your business model or is this something that you kind of saw again saw a little bit of a gap in the market and thought you know what we've got some specific aesthetic that we produce with our gowns we want to kind of match in what we want to do with our accessories yeah I definitely think like I think there's an abundance of beautiful designers out there and amazing accessories that you can go and find but for our brides we did notice something that they were specifically looking for and it was something a bit more modern um a little bit more unique in its design and so we did play with it for a while and it has really tested you know it's been tried and tested as being successful for us and and now it's sort of taking it to that next level as well as you know things like veils and you want to go into a bridal store I think and be able to have a look at a full suite of product and be able to try it on and try it on with your gown and get that full look and our, our stylist in store you know they're trained as stylists to be able to help girls and brides that may be more a little bit more uncertain or not as confident to be able to style their look and talk about their hair and talk about you know how what earrings would match well and not overdoing it you know because it's so easy as a bride you're so swept up in the moment that you're like oh I need a veil I need earrings necklace you know all of these things but you've got to also remember that you've got your hair and makeup done, you've got bridesmaids with you, you are wearing a veil, you're holding a bouquet of flowers, like how can we pair it back so less is more and really shine through because there is that moment where you can just keep going and going. Totally. So that's where, you know, this this suite of product comes from and then a lot of what we're doing at the moment is, you know, looking to what other brands we can work with and collaborate. We recently did um, earlier in the year a collaboration or late last year with Elias May, who was with the shoes, and that's been really great to work with people that are, you know, industry leaders in their field and then come up with something that works for both of us and really speaks true to our customer and theirs. So that's been extremely fun as well. Great. And then you also worked with um, Sarah McCarthy from Sphere Collective. Yeah, Yeah, that was a really great opportunity and I love working with her. We've worked with her since... She began her um, store with Chosen. She stops our Chosen brand. And the opportunity came round where she felt that, you know, she definitely had the one-day customer who, you know, wanted a little bit more, something a little bit more um, 
I guess, detailed and a little bit more of a higher price point. So we worked with her and, and what she the feedback she had and we found and worked on the designs together. She's got such a great eye and great ideas and came up with a collection and I hope that we continue to do that, which I know that we're in, we're talking about it now. So hopefully it'll be come around again soon. But um it was a really fun project as well. And I think you as a creative when you're challenged by other people it's good yeah. yeah and I suppose like in one day bridal um I've been, I've been lucky enough to um pop into the boutique in the city we love um, doing and, <laughs> yeah, and you've got like a few do you have like a few tiers of like you know more you know expensive gowns and then more kind of like off the rack like how does that kind of work yeah so we sort of have three different ranges and three different processes for people we don't want to exclude anyone so we have you know the top end is our bespoke um, wedding gown process where that's a client will work with me and everything will be custom made essentially from the fabric we do I do a lot of fabric design in-house so particularly beading it's like I love my beading so we'll work on bespoke fabrics and design and it's all custom made and it goes through a forfeiting process, sometimes six, just dependent on the design. Um, and it is, everything is tailored to the bride and it is very collaborative, which is exciting. Is that then, kind of what you did with um, Steph Claire Smith with her wedding dress, with the um, kind of corset crop with the big flowing skirt? Yeah, beautiful Steph came in and she... Um, had been following our brand which was amazing and and sort of had she knew her body and her shape and what she loved which was great and so we took elements of actually what was currently in our range at that time but then yes the the prop um, bandeau was definitely custom made and then she um, paired it with a beautiful skirt that was from the range already okay yeah weeks to it um like make we made the train extra long um, just to give it sort of you know a little bit more and then we worked on also a custom her party dress was completely custom but then went into our range after that yeah her party dress was epic oh I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and perfect but like she's got such an incredible figure obviously that mm. it's really hit all the right spots so um and that sort of leads down so then we have another process which is our one day bridal gowns which clients come in and they try the samples um on in store and they can make sort of um, changes here and there whether it's um fabric choices or necklines or train lengths um and they go through a two-fitting process so a toile which is like a calico mock-up and then a a fabric fitting or a pickup um just dependent on what gown it is is dependent on exactly what their process is and then we have our chosen by one day which more of a made-to-order gown where you try on the sample it's what you order in a size um, and then you pick up that gown and have it altered which for girls that you know it's not everyone can visualize and also it's quite a daunting process if you can't visualize or you're worried about what the outcome is that's where you see your dress exactly how it is and you know what you're getting and and majority of brides do go for that process because there's certainty in the outcome mm-hmm. yeah absolutely for sure. So you mentioned just before your new collection that you've just launched. So yeah. you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so we released in April now. I think late April was the St. Martin collection, mm-hmm. uh, which was based, you know, it's named after my father who unfortunately passed away when I was younger, but he was a big sailor and 
he enjoyed being on the seas. I can tell you right now, I did not enjoy being on the seas that day. It was- <laughs> Is that why the campaign, yeah, it's on um, beautiful boats? and Yeah, it was on a three-masted yacht, which was incredible, but it was extremely rough, which you can't tell from the photo. Um, and the sun wouldn't go down and then all of a sudden it went down really quick. So we were shooting really quick and we had um, like 10 minutes to get in before you lose that line. Oh my goodness. And we had tail boats, but then they were going up and down in the waves so much that they couldn't get the shots. Um, So it was a stressful day, but the product that went into it was really beautiful and it was all, you know, based on sort of some of our, you know, we always, we love fabric design and innovation, like I mentioned. So we use some of our statement fabrics like our bonded and our crushed satin that we developed for Steph Co. Smith and then our beading, which we all, like I think I mentioned before, we hand bead, we, sorry, we hand design all our own beading um, in-house so that it's exclusive to us. Because um, it seems like the St. Martin collection is just a bit pared back, isn't it? You've kind of let the shape or style and the fabric speak you know for the gown yeah and I think that's like what we try to do throughout the brand a lot of the time kind of have that effortlessness where it's timeless as well and and can be also the look can be changed by the bride depending on how they style it as well yes yeah but we're definitely never traditional I think in what we do or I hope not anyway (laughs) no no definitely not um, so when should a bride start, you know, dress shopping, wedding dress? Because I've got my wedding coming up in about a year and a half and I'm a bit, do I start now or am I going to hate something that I pick if I choose something now, you know, in six because my taste and style is forever changing. So, Oh, and, of course, the pressure that you put on yourself. And I think now, you know, I was lucky when I got married that social media wasn't really a thing. Yes, it was a very long time ago, guys. Um, but I didn't have Pinterest or Instagram and I think Facebook had only really just started so Mm. you know you can go through that if you if you start too far out you'll start comparing yourself to other people which I think is the worst thing that you can do but I think naturally Mm. as women sometimes we do do that and we continue looking and you know scrolling and you know then you're in some deep vortex on social media (laughs) looking at someone's brothers sisters wives wedding and you know, like exactly what place settings they had, what their dress was, every angle, and what shoes and perfume they wore. So I think timing is really important. I think always, you know, saving, having a folder on your phone where you can screenshot and save things that you like, so that it's there to reference. Because you'll notice over a bit of, if you've like you, Andy, if you've got you know a year and a half, probably by the time you come to actually starting your process the stuff that you first started looking at you might disregard so I think six to nine months out is a really good time to start if you're looking at having something bespoke and custom then sort of definitely the nine to 12 month mark is where you need to start because it needs extra time for that development process Um, if you are a bride that is looking for something sort of more off the rack or a sample that's already made or you've seen something that you really love then that's yeah, that six to nine months I think is a good time. Okay, great. Any less than you're kind of running into the the scary part of either rush fees or not being able to get the fabrics in time or because a lot of bridal, including ourselves, is all, you know, we don't hold stock or a lot of stock. It's we make it to order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And so when you're talking about um, the 
time needed to order or to get your wedding dress custom made and with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and the ISO and all the restrictions that are in place and being lifted and changed how is that affecting not only your custom bespoke couples um, but you know just your walk-in appointments or your booked appointments that could have been happening naturally pre this time what what are you guys now what are you now faced with and how how are you combating getting you know the girls in now that we can actually have that happen well I mean it's great now I mean retail the retail sector didn't shut down completely but we chose to just out of the safety and health of our own people our own stuff and for other brides as well um but there, you know there's different factors when you come in now you know like we temperature check at the door we hand sanitize we sanitize the gowns after every appointment we've got longer times between appointments just to make sure that every bride feels comfortable when they do come in that it is a clean safe and healthy environment um, because we do need girls that are getting met you know married next year to start their process you don't want to leave it to the last minutes because you do run you know, a potential issue that could arise is that, like I said, you might not be able to get the gown in time or it might not be able to be made in time or the fabrics arrive in time. So to avoid that, I do suggest if you are having a, a wedding sort of, you know, March next year or you know, mid next year that you should start your process now, even though um, it is uncertain. But I think we're ensuring that our space is safe. We've set up a Zoom facility. So we've got a beautiful um, big TV set up. So if there's extra people that you want to include we can also now have up to four people in an appointment um, because we have quite a bit of space within our studio um, while social distancing um, and I think it's important you know to continue the process and to continue your plans and still get it and make sure you're feeling excited about it as well there's no point coming in if you're so worried about you know if it is corona that you're worried about or social distancing or you don't feel that it's it's safe I wouldn't be putting myself in the situation because you're not going to be able to feel relaxed and be able to talk about your ideas and, and enjoy the process. You want to enjoy the process. It's such a special time. Um, but I'm still seeing, you know, I've been heavily pregnant. I haven't been able to be in the studio as much, um, but I've done a lot of my calls with my clients or concepts over the phone or FaceTime. I think we've all got more used to using zoom and facetime and google hangouts whereas before it kind of wasn't a thing yeah that's it we've realized how many meetings can be an email right yeah totally <laughs> it's a phone call it's crazy yeah that's it and, that's and we're it. all more flexible in the way that we work and the hours that we work which is great like i think there is a lot of good things to come out of this as well and you know as a business we're looking at how can we actually be more flexible with the gowns or our timelines and it's something yeah. we're working really hard at because we know come the end of the year there probably is going to be those girls that need to rush their orders through. So what can we do to assist them and help them and make sure that there is options for them there as well? Um, and also I've had so many friends go wedding dress shopping and go in with, a, you know, those saved bookmarks of all the dresses that they're, you know, wanting to try on or what they think, you know, is going to look best on them. And then, then they end up walking out with something completely different. Do you think it's a good idea to go in with, you know, no expectations or have like a pretty clear idea of what you kind of want? Um, I think it's, you know, different brides, 
different and different people you know if you really I know for me personally like I really know what shapes suit me and what I like and don't like so I have quite firm ideas I guess on what I don't like but I still think going in with an open mind is important but are researching your brands before you go into a store is I think probably the most important thing with all the tools like Instagram and you know websites and Pinterest available I think you know if you really detest a soft romantic look then probably don't go and book an appointment with that brand you know because essentially you could be going to someone you know if you find a brand online that you really love they're probably going to have options or different options or different styles or looks within an aesthetic that you really like and I think focusing down on sort of three to four different brands that you think are right for you and then going in there going look I've seen this but I'm open-minded you know the stylists work within our bridal stores they really you know they've seen the gowns on a lot of different shapes and bodies and they often will have a stylist pick that might be a bit outside what you originally thought and you might try it on and it does happen a lot where they go I never thought that I would go for a full skirt and next minute they're you know twirling around in a full skirt loving themselves thick (laughs) (laughs) I wanted something slinky but now I'm in this you know full chul skirt I absolutely love it yeah Yeah, Um, but at least you're within sort of a brand aesthetic that you love and you're attracted to I don't think there's much point in I guess wasting time going to places just for the sake of it Mm. no no if that makes sense I think (laughs) yeah so with with the brides that we you know we're talking about having a good idea of what you want and with the brides that do come in to see you guys have you what are the kind of mistakes that you see them making when they do come wedding dress shopping is it having a two is it having an idea that's too definitive or is it, you know, what what, what do you find is the biggest mm. blunder that, you know, novice people when they first begin the shopping um, for their wedding dress kind of make? Oh, not having a spray tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not having nude underwear. <laughs> nude underwear and your, your own pair of heels, it always makes it more comfortable just for you in yeah. general. I think yeah. that's... But, you know, going wedding dress shopping, unless you've been a bridesmaid many times before, it is quite daunting and overwhelming. Um, so I think sometimes naturally you are going to feel a bit overwhelmed, particularly in your first couple of places you visit. So I, I think that's natural and sort of allowing yourself to feel a little bit overwhelmed is okay. But I think the biggest blunder is definitely taking too many people with too many opinions that opinions that you might not trust as well if you go shopping with someone's you know style or opinion you really you know listen to then you're more likely to be sure of the choices you're making in store yeah I had a friend that actually didn't take one person to any appointment she just kept it on the download because she was too worried that a you know people might disagree with what she kind of wanted in her mind exactly and I think you know your wedding dress is such a true you know indication of your own personal style and taste and if you're really sure of that I can think of my last three clients in my bespoke process have all come alone and they've said I trust my own decisions and I really want to walk away with something that is reflective of me and my choices and I think that's so powerful yeah I had nobody when I went wedding dress shopping and I brought my mum and my bridesmaid to the pickup that's mm-hmm. it. The only time they saw it was when we grabbed some champagne in the morning, went and picked the dress up. 
I love that because then you're saying, look, this is me. This is the choice I've made and I feel beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like you said, super daunting at the very beginning. And I remember feeling like um, if I didn't like something that one of the um, stores I went into, I felt really guilty saying it. (laughs) It goes before I got the confidence to say, no, I I know that's not me or I'm really not sure about this. I really don't like it. Can Can we figure out some other way? So that that takes a little bit too the confidence to say oh absolutely and because it's so especially when you've got bridal stylists you know following up going how did you feel I had so much fun with you and you're like I actually really didn't like anything (laughs) feels so wrong to have that conversation but I can tell you from our point of view just being so open and honest with us move forward and if you haven't found anything as yet we can kind of make other suggestions or look at ranges coming up you know there's always other alternatives but yeah. I can totally see how it would be quite confront. It's just an awkward conversation, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, like, do you have to schedule in an appointment to come into one day bridal, or yeah. can you kind of walk in off the street if you're going out for a long lunch in South Melbourne, or because we like to keep all of our appointments private. Um, I something I've believed in strongly from the beginning of the business is it's you know such a sacred time and such you know also a vulnerable time that all all appointments should be private so we do appointment only and we can girls can or sorry brides can either schedule that online through our online booking system they can call the studio they can email through so there's many ways that you can the appointments run for 45 minutes to an hour um, and during that time you'll normally have um, the opportunity to try on between sort of three and six gowns depending on you know how the appointment's running how sure of the styles you are that you want to try on if you've specifically indicated um, you know particular gowns that you want to try or like you said you might be more open-minded and saying well especially when it's your first time trying on you sort of like I've got no idea so good to try and a couple of different silhouettes and then maybe narrow it down from there um, and then often girls will walk away with a sure idea of what they want or sometimes it is um, they need to bring come back either with their mum or by themselves again just to retry on a gown or they're choosing between two different gowns, which often I find when girls are coming back to try on two different gowns, they're completely different styles. Like one will be like that big ball gown style or like, you know, beautiful huge tulle skirt or it'll be like a slinky dress and they're going, I just, I love them both, I don't know which one. And that's when I say have two. No. <laughs> um, so it's, and I always, my advice is always think about, you know, how you're styling the wedding, what feels more re- real to your, your personality and to you and to your style. And then we talk through how, how to make that choice. Yeah. Amazing. Have you got any more tips and advice for brides? Um, my biggest thing, and it's always is, you know, you're your own individual and your own personality and making sure you stay true to that and not being affected by trends or by family members or by friends and just really thinking about what makes you feel beautiful. And and I think that's really important when choosing a gown. It is a really special piece of clothing that you'll remember for a very long time. So making sure that you feel your best in it and not, you know, sometimes girls feel rushed in their decisions if you feel rushed it's probably not the right decision sit back and just take a week to let it digest or you know try on a couple of different other styles making sure that you really have that moment 
and some girls don't have that moment, I must admit, but having a time where you know that you're making the right choice is important because it is such a special time in your life and something that you'll look back and I think you want to choose an option that you're always going to love and that's going to be timeless and true to you. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kaya. Thank you, Kaya. Thank you for having me. It's always great. I look forward to booking an appointment and coming in. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of six months time i know it's gonna be like now that we're you know as the world moves through covid i feel that we're going to come out of it and then we're just going to be in fast forward yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah it's it's going to be wild mode i think when we all get back into it for sure and especially with you you're gonna have a new baby yes. i know another child oh, that's crazy can't wait to Best hear the news luck, honey yes thanks guys enjoy the next few weeks and yeah thanks for joining us no worries anytime bye 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 thanks so much for listening to this episode of the you and me podcast if you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode you can head on over to our instagram page at the you and me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.